to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests, and we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is the uh, a person who has a lot of will and is sometimes a wisp, Mike. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Yeah, today we're talking... I have additional questions. <laughs> today we're talking about Willow the Wisp. Do you have any idea who we're talking about? No, I know who Willa Holland is uh, from the show Arrow, but... No. I assume it's not her. That 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 bad show that everyone should have stopped liking after the first season. <sighs> no, season two is pretty good. They made some really oh. goofy, dumb oh, decisions, no, no, no. but season two is... Se- okay, season two's good. <clears throat> Everything after... Like, season three on, I'm just like, uh, I can deal. That being said, I do like... I do like... Uh, I still am liking the uh, the Flash, so... I need to catch up. Um, When they went on that last break, I ended up not getting back into it since they came out. It's all on Netflix. I just haven't gotten to it yeah. yet. It's good. I watched it. Uh, good, that was a good story. Yeah. Well, th- it's not another speedster villain, so as long as they keep on doing that, I'll be happy. So, uh, yeah, so we're talking about Will of the Wisp. If you were to create a character called Will O the Wisp, what would you create? Hmm. I would probably get Warwick Davis from the movie Willow. Okay. And just give him very wispy hair. I was pretty close. No, you're not even close. <laughs> you it's it's like D- David Bowie in a skin tight green suit with just a white circle on the chest. T- so his uh, his real name is Jackson Avod or Arvod. Um, he's a former scientist. Uh, his okay. identity is publicly known. So. If- so if you just point them out in the streets, everyone's just like, hey, that's Jackson. Uh, he has a criminal record. No former alias. Was born in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Oh. So he's also single. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, oh, I hate it every time you do that. <laughs> I could finally do it consistently. Ugh. Okay. Uh, he has no known relatives. Ugh. Former, and he, he used to be a, an agent of Jonas Harrow. Okay. That's my favorite Marvel TV show. <laughs> Jonas Harrow. Agents of Jonas. <laughs> Agents of Jonas Harrow. And, uh, he first, and he first showed up in Amazing, The Amazing Spider-Man number 167 in April 1977. Stopped by the Spider Slayer. And I don't like this cover a lot. I don't think I'd pick up this comic no. if it was on the spinner rack. Yeah, this isn't a terribly um, enticing cover. No, like, because, like, so basically, like, it's trying to do, like, a two-panel thing with, like, Spider-Man mm-hmm. in the middle. It has like, and also in the other two panels, that, but like you know, it has <clears throat> Spider-Man kind of swinging through the middle, not particularly excitingly or anything. And then no. it has a Spider Slayer who was built by Triple J, J. Jonah Jameson. 
Um, and mm. he's like dodging, and then I guess he got shot by like a rocket or something, and he's like, oh, it's not great. I don't know. I don't think I'd buy this at all. I think I'd probably skip this one if I wasn't collecting all of them. All right, Lin by Lin Wein. Okay. Yeah, maybe it's a good. Maybe it's good that insides are good, but the, the cover's not particularly exciting. Jackson Arvad was a chief scientist for an electromagnetic research uh, at the Brand Corporation, a subsidiary <coughs> of Roxxon Oil Company. Ah, uh, that good, just, and honorable company that treats people fairly. Yep. The Brand Corporation is also why we have so many snaky people. Uh, his, his superior in the brand bureaucracy, James Melvin, drove Avard relentlessly to develop projects for Melvin under threat of being fired. Isn't that just, like, working? Yeah. That's just called a job. That's called a job. He wasn't doing... Was he doing... (laughs) Was he supposed to not make projects? I'm confused. (laughs) The anti-job. Okay, wait, okay. Sorry, let me me read this over again. His superior in the the brand bureaucracy. Okay, so his boss drove him relentlessly to develop projects for him under threat of being fired. No, that's just a job, dude. Yeah, that's just a job. During a laboratory mishap, ding. You want to know how to get his powers? It's that. Laboratory mishap? Yeah, it's laboratory mishap. Um, <clears throat> a, a gravity energy surge shattered the magno chamber Who's, who was, mm. whose vicinity, Arvard, was working. Mm. This, this track, scientifically speaking. Yeah? I heard that if you're close to a science thing, and then it explodes, yeah, mag- you get their power. You get its powers. Famously, if a magno chamber explodes, you get its power if you're close enough. Yeah, his body, uh, it, the accident plunged his body directly into the magno chamber's self-sustained electromagnetic field. And the residual high-energy field weakened his electromagnetic Mm -hmm. attractions between his molecules. The salt tracks. It caused the molecules of his body to gradually disperse. Right. Melvin held Avard in the magno Mm -hmm. chamber long enough to question him. Long enough to question him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I do. For any useful scientific applications of the accident... And mm-hmm. might have had, and then let him t- left him to die. Yeah, I published many papers on magno chambers, and this is pretty standard procedure. Yeah, it, it's like you got to be really careful with that gravity energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, when the gra- <laughs> gravity when you let gravity when you let gravity molecules get out and get free, it really tends to mess with the uh, the rest of your science. Like, like what you need to do is when you have gravitronic energy, you need to just really make sure it's contained so it doesn't mix with your electromagnetic energy. Yeah, when gravity particles and electromagnetic molecules mix, it's a pretty bad pretty bad day. Um so, he soon discovered, however, that he possessed a certain degree of mental control over the dispersion of his body. Um, okay. I, I, I mean, 
that's better than me if like my skin cells fall off i'm not able to control it so that would be yeah but at that point you'd just be made up of a bunch of dead skin jesse well i mean yeah I guess. I don't know. Uh, unfortunately, every time that he relaxed control over his molecular cohesion, it was more difficult for him to resume solid state. Huh. Uh, finally, he began to fear that his body's molecules would drift apart and that he would be un- unable to reintegrate them. Uh, he contacted the criminal scientist Dr. Jonah Harrow the man who gave Hammerhead and the kangaroo their superhuman abilities. Mm. If you want to hear about the, if you want to hear about both of them, they're both dead at this point in time. Yeah. I've read some of his work, his papers there. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. He also has a whole agency. Yeah. Agents of Jonas Harrow. Cause he was like desperately trying to find a cure for his deteriorating condition. Uh, to, pretending to help him, Haro implanted a tiny receptor in his, uh... Okay, they did not proofread this. The Wisp skill, which he could disrupt his mental control over his molecules by means of a powerful mind-numbing signal. I think that means skull. Mm. And not skill. Because skill is an ephemeral thing. Right. Yeah. Although, although there's probably also, a Marvel character called skill. Although he's also very ephemeral, if you think about it. Yeah. That's my favorite uh, chef. <laughs> I hate you. Get off this podcast. I hate you so much. <laughs> it's not even a current reference, you no it's old <laughs> it's such an old I, reference inside i'm 55 years old that's my secondary mutation you're old on the inside which would mean you're dying at a very <laughs> tragically young age <laughs> i have the organs of a 70 year old man but the body of a 30 year old how dare you i'm 28 Haro forced the will of the wi- will of the wisp to carry out certain criminal activities to further his ends, while committing enough <clears throat> theft. While committing theft, the wisp encountered the crime fighter Spider-Man, who tried to persuade him to resist the man controlling him. After much deliberation, uh, the willow a uh, willow the wisp. I wish it was just willow wisp. So much <laughs> putting the the in it makes it so clunky. Uh, the Wisp uh, decided to turn against Haro and see, uh, uh, rather to jeopardize another person. Um, realizing the Wisp's intent, Haro activated the device in his skull and dissipated him. Sorry, his skill. His skill. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry, his skill. Um, despite the uh, corporal disintegration, uh, the Wisp intelligence remained intact, and he devised a scheme to reintegrate himself, taking control of the battle suit of the criminal Killer Shrike. Listen to that episode if you want to have a pretty good episode. Killer Shrike is a pretty good episode, I did. The Wisp coerced him to kidnap the scientist Dr. Maria Madison to bring her to bring 
her labor to bring bring her to the laboratory where he was originally transformed. Um, there he was restored to his corporeal form, and then he destroyed the laboratory and fled into the night, plotting vengeance on James Melvin, the man responsible for the state he was in. I mean, honestly, like, I mean, I feel like I would be secondhand embarrassed for having a nemesis whose name include Melvin. <laughs> like, I'd be like, I don't, I'm going to get another, change your last name and I'll be your nemesis. Melvin. Uh, the Wisp eventually got his opportunity for revenge against Melvin, but against his better judgment. Sorry, but his better judgment stopped him from killing his Xbox boss. Uh, turning over Melvin to the authorities, the Wisp forced him to expose some of Brand's illicit activities to the news and media. Uh, oh, they just put this exposed instead of this exposure. This expose brought uh, about the end of that. Sorry, brought. Could they mean expose, but they didn't put the accent in there? Something. Like, it just, they didn't put something. It's either expose I mean, it's or. It's still a typo. Yeah, either way, it doesn't make sense as the expose. Yeah. I mean, skill to skull, I could see that mistake, but the expose versus exposure seems like. Like, both, a both big expose miss. and exposure would make sense. Okay. So, no, whatever. I'm just curious because that's, that's a big miss. Yeah, like the accent mark is at least, but uh, but with the aid of Spider-Man, caused the shutdown of Brand's major plant on Long Island, and uh, the Wisp <sighs> departed after that incident to contemplate what to do with his powers, and uh, the current whereabouts of him is unknown. Hmm. So, this is all leading to check out my Willow the Wisp limited series for Marvel. I mean, the right person can do it, and that would probably be interesting for, like, two issues, probably. Maybe three? You'd probably need three. I think three. I say you need. I think that they would want three. Yeah, you'd want to have, like, to set up the character to be, make people like, hey, this is a cool character, and then you'd have, you know, the fight, the fight one, and then you'd have, like, the closing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mine is a 15-issue limited series. <laughs> That's that's just a run of comics at that point. I don't make the rules. <laughs> it's not, that's not even a maxi series. A maxi series is just a year. <laughs> like that's just a run of comics. Uh yeah, so he's six one, weighs one ninety five, which I don't understand why he would weigh one ninety five. If he can disincorporate. But I mean, when he's corporeal, he's one ninety-five. Yeah, but it's shown. But you see that things are going through him, which means he doesn't have the density. He wears very heavy shoes. Maybe that's it. What? That white circle on his chest is actually a hundred pounds. Uh, he has his hair is ninety-five. <laughs> uh, so he has white eyes and blonde hair. Um, of course he does. He has superhuman strength. Uh, he can lift about 12 tons while at his max density. So I guess he has density powers. Um, mm. 
So his max density of 195 pounds. <laughs> a normal person. <laughs> My max density of average weight. So he can exert conscious control over the subatomic <clears throat> electron electromagnetic particles that carry the force of attraction between the molecules of his body. Uh, so he can control mm. his density. So so if he gets like so he can like fly, go intangible, get be super strong. Um, he get us hard as the mineral felspar. Okay. Uh, what's felspar? I I've heard of felspar, but it's usually in like lumber commercials. What? Feldspar, an abundant rock-forming mineral typically occurring as colorless or pale-colored crystals and consisting of aluminosilicates of potassium, sodium, and calcium. Doesn't sound super strong. <clears throat> Makes up about 41% of Earth's continental crust by weight. Feldspars crystallize from magma as veins in both intrusive and extrusive igneous rocks and are also present in many types of metamorphic rock. So he sounds brittle. Density is density 2.56. That's all it says. What's the density? <clears throat> On the most scale, the hardness is 6.0 to 6.5. And I'm guessing that's out of 10? <clears throat> Presumably. He sounds very brittle then. If he can get that like dense. <laughs> it has cleavage two or three. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, <clears throat> Uh, oh, too bad. It's 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 there. It's there now. So, um, uh, they they have a lot of things here saying that he can he can turn into a ghost or can be like a rock. There's still more about this guy. Yep. So he can fly about five miles an hour with that. <laughs> So he could fly like a brisk, like a like a brisk walk, not a jog, but a brisk walk. Well, well, if he if he goes more than five miles an hour, he has like a little glow to him, mm. which which means he's like the will of the wisp, which is the the myth thing. If he goes more than five <laughs> miles an hour, he gets a little glow about him. Good lord. <laughs> He deserves an arch enemy named Melvin. Oh, okay. So apparently, in addition to his molecular powers, he can mesmerize people into performing certain simple acts. Gotcha. So, what? So he hypnotizes them with the little emblem on his chest, like he makes it glows and just like yo. Pick up that thing for me. I dropped it. Don't feel like walking over there right now. <laughs> they do it. Because he glows. It, act, it lasts up to... It lasts generally between 10 and 30 minutes. I thought you were going to say hours. I was like, what? <laughs> 30 hours? So, so really what he could do is be like, hey, can you clean up my room? And he could make someone <laughs> do it. And then, they, then they're just like... You know, dud. That's it. Thank We're done, though. 
<laughs> have any other have anything we're, else? We're <laughs> done so the wisp. <laughs> that almost makes makes up for that emerald reference you <laughs> oh, made. <that> emerald? <laughs> almost. Yeah. So um You act like I'm ashamed of that you know, great I, emerald pun. I'm ashamed that you brought up that crusty old celebrity step chef. How dare you? He's so crusty. How dare you? So that's where the, the flavors in the crust, Jesse. <laughs> uh, I used to watch a show all the time when I was like nine. My parents used to watch all the time when I was about that age as well. <laughs> so I think we're the same age, <clears throat> but whatever. Uh, do, Probably. Do, do your plugs. Uh, yeah, I do a couple podcasts. The first one's called The Equalizers, where myself and Madison Jones take uh, solo films that didn't get a sequel or prequel either because they're too good and they don't need one or they're too bad and they don't deserve one and we give them to them you can find us everywhere online by searching The Equalizers and we spell it E-Q-U-E-L-I-Z-E-R-S like in sequel I also do a study in Granada a podcast where myself and Jackson Eflin watch the 1980s Granada television series based on the adventures of Sherlock Holmes starring Jeremy Brett and at this point Edward Hardwick as Dr. Watson and we read the stories and we talk about it. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at in underscore Granada and pretty much everywhere podcasts are found. Um, I don't feel like doing my plugs because this was a boring episode. So fair enough. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, you also do them theoretically every time yeah. like at this. You could take a day off. I will. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So I have links in the description for stuff i guess um besides that this has been alphabet flight and please listen to prince namor and don't do that horn bye